Hello and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan and it's a pleasure to have you here. Today is December 7th and we will be reading paragraphs 2669 through 2676. And uh, today is the feast of St. Ambrose, the great converter of St. Augustine. And yesterday we started Article 2, The Way of Prayer. So we'll talk. We'll finish up the section on prayer to Jesus, and then we'll talk about. Uh, we'll start the section on come Holy Spirit, and then we'll start a section on in communion with the Holy Mother of God. And we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The prayer of the Church venerates and honors the heart of Jesus, just as it invokes His most holy name. It adores the incarnate Word and His heart which, out of love for men, he allowed to be pierced by our sins. Christian prayer loves to follow the way of the cross and the Savior's steps. The stations from the Praetorium to Golgotha and the tomb trace the way of Jesus, who, by his holy cross, has redeemed the world. Come, Holy Spirit. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Every time we begin to pray to Jesus, it is the Holy Spirit who draws us on the way of prayer by His prevenient grace. Since He teaches us to pray by recalling Christ, how could we not pray to the Spirit too? That is why the Church invites us to call upon the Holy Spirit every day, especially at the beginning and the end of every important action. If the Spirit should not be worshipped, how can He divinize me through baptism? If he should be worshipped, should he not be the object of adoration? The traditional form of petition to the Holy Spirit is to invoke the Father through Christ our Lord to give us the Consoler Spirit. Jesus insists on this petition to be made in his name at the very moment when he promises the gift of the Spirit of Truth. But the simplest and most direct prayer is also traditional, Come Holy Spirit and every liturgical tradition has developed it in antiphons and hymn. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Heavenly King, Consoler Spirit, Spirit of Truth, present everywhere and filling all things, treasure of all good and source of all life, come dwell in us, cleanse and save us, you who are all good. The Holy Spirit, whose anointing permeates our whole being, is the interior master of Christian prayer. He is the artisan of the living tradition of prayer. To be sure, there are as many paths of prayer as there are persons who pray, but it is the same Spirit acting in all and with all. It is the communion of the Holy Spirit that Christian prayer is prayer in the Church. In communion with the Holy Mother of God. In prayer, the Holy Spirit unites us to the person of the only Son and His glorified humanity, through which and in which our filial prayer unites us in the Church with the Mother of Jesus. Mary gave her consent and faith at the Annunciation and maintained it without hesitation at the foot of the cross. Ever since, her motherhood has extended to the brothers and sisters of her Son, who still, who still journey on earth, surrounded by dangers and difficulties. Jesus, the only mediator, is the way of our prayer. Mary, his mother and ours, is wholly transparent to him. She shows the way, and is herself the sign of the way. 
according to the traditional iconography of East and West. Beginning with Mary's unique cooperation with the working of the Holy Spirit, the churches developed their prayer to the Holy Mother of God, centering it on the person of Christ, manifested in his mysteries. In countless hymns and antiphons expressing this prayer, two movements usually alternate with one another. The first magnifies the Lord for the great things he did for his lowly servant, and through her for all human beings. The second entrusts the supplications and praises of the children of God to the mother of Jesus, because she now knows the humanity which, in her, the Son of God espoused. The twofold movement of prayer to Mary has found a privileged expression in the Ave Maria. Hail Mary, or Rejoice Mary, the greeting of the angel Gabriel opens this prayer. It is God himself who, through his angel as intermediary, greets Mary. Our prayer dares to take up this greeting to Mary with the regard God had for the lowliness of his humble servant and to exult in the joy he finds in her. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. These two phrases of the angel's greeting shed light on one another. Mary is full of grace because the Lord is with her. The grace with, with which she is filled is the presence of him who is the source of all grace. Rejoice, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord your God is in your midst. Mary, in whom the Lord himself has just made his dwelling, is the daughter of Zion in person, the Ark of the Covenant, the place where the glory of the Lord dwells. She is the dwelling of God with men. Full of grace, Mary is wholly given over to him who has come to dwell in her and whom is about to give to the world. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. After the angel's greeting, we make Elizabeth's greeting our own. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth is the first in the long succession of generations who have called Mary blessed. Blessed is she who believed. Mary is blessed among women, because she believed in the fulfillment of the Lord's word. Abraham, because of his faith, became a blessing for all the nations of the earth. Mary, because of her faith, became the mother of all believers, through whom all nations of the earth receive him, who is God's own blessing, Jesus, the fruit of thy womb. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com, and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.